0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Volley. I am Seth Robinson, and hopefully our listeners and viewers aren't uh, too shocked or switching the channel, because for the first time in six years, I'm kicking things off. Uh, my co-host, Carolyn, is not able to make it. She's having her appendix removed. So um, so my our teammate uh, on the research team, Amy Corrado, has graciously agreed to be my co-host for this time around. So, Amy, thanks for joining us. How are you doing?
1: Doing well? How are you, Seth?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's a bummer of a week for Carolyn. Hopefully, uh, she recovers, you know, pretty soon. Sending our best wishes out to her. But really appreciate you uh, jumping on for for this one.
1: Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And yeah, definitely our thoughts with Carolyn. I hope she gets that relief soon.
0: Yeah. So you're not uh, you're not thinking of starting your own podcast anytime soon, Amy? You just you're happy it's... enough to jump on ours whenever you're needed. Yes. Yeah,
1: so very convenient this way.
0: <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah, well, uh, like I said, thanks so much for jumping on. Uh, you're well equipped to talk about our topic for today, uh, which is around technical support uh, and, and the launch of the new CompTIA a+. And to help us talk about that, we, uh, in addition to having a guest co-host, we have another guest with us, uh, and that is Randall Edwards who is the director of product management here at CompTIA, and he's in charge of A+, and what else are you in charge of,
2: Randall? Uh, a+, and a handful of others, not on the cybersecurity side. So uh, if, if we go up kind of the, the stack, starting at the bottom, um, ITF+, and then A+, which works its way into Network+, and then uh, more strictly on the infrastructure side, with Server+, Linux+, and Cloud+, being at the, at the top, which makes sense. It's a cloud, right? It's, it's, the, it's the apex. <laughs>
0: Well, you've got a a busy year. I think you've got a couple of your products that are getting refreshed here, uh, including A+, which uh, just recently had a a new relaunch, and and we'll get into that a little bit. But I think before we get into the specifics around A+, I thought we would just start at a high level talking about the help desk and the needs that companies have around help desk, uh, especially kind of coming out of the pandemic. And with this shift to remote or hybrid work and the way that that is changing, what some of the demands might be, Um, you know, Randall and Amy, you could probably chime in on this as well. You know, what are you seeing in terms of demand? Are companies looking for more help desk workers or fewer help desk workers? You know, are they continuing to try to shift some of that responsibility to the end user? Um, Or what exactly does the world look like out there in terms of help desk demand?
2: Amy, do you want to dive in with... uh, You're always in the numbers on this. I always come to you for these questions, so maybe you (laughs) should answer it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty exciting to see just the growth and uh, the need for tech support. And As of right now, uh, there's over 1.6 million job postings for uh, employers are posting, looking for professionals with tech support or help desk skills. And it's just looking back over even 10 years ago, the just the number of job postings has more than doubled. Um, every year it's growing more, right now it's the highest it's ever been, the, the demand for those skills. And you know, I, most IT jobs in general, they're, they're expected to grow too. You can see the uh, data from the US Bureau of Labor Statistics, they're always putting out great updated um, employment numbers. And you can see dive into that data in our State of the Tech and Workforce Study uh, or, or Cyber States. Anyway, the projected projected demand for the next ten years is also double digit growth, and tech support is included in that too. So definitely, it's still needed.
2: Yeah, those are some great data metrics. I'm also really interested in kind of, I think the personal story of what it's meant to um, see a world upended by COVID and to see every facet of of the world really uh, affected significantly, and that's. Same at the help desk, Um, you know, just the word help desk, uh, you know, it's a desk at which you're helping someone else, which used to mean in an office at a console and uh, troubleshooting tickets, right, Uh, the desk may have changed, the physical location of the job may have changed, not just the individual doing it, but the people that are being helped. And that kind of hybrid workforce is what we really see has become one of the big stories of, you know, 2020 and 2021. And, you know, now into this year as well, where the skills required for an individual to properly... Be one of those IT support specialists. Um, if we look at kind of a more uh, specialized title, really means that you have to be able to understand where am I helping an individual and what does it mean to to troubleshoot a problem they might have. Are they working on a you know a physical? Uh, PC and there's something internally within the PC. Is it a SaaS application that's being used? Is there something that is uh, in the cloud that needs to be fixed? Uh, you know, is, is a thin client being employed? So there's so many different questions. And the way that the job role has shifted and changed has been Profoundly changed because of COVID, because of this shift to hybrid work. So the idea of help desk, uh, while it, as an idea, has uh, kind of stayed the same. Uh, you know, it's it's that first point of help. The actual physical location has really changed, and that's profoundly changed the way that the job has um, has been done.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll jump into some of those skills in a minute. But before we leave this high level overview. I just always think it's so interesting, the, the numbers, Amy, that you shared and the fact that we're seeing double digit growth and we see double digit growth in some other fields as well. But most of those fields are starting from a smaller base. So if you look at data analysts or data scientists, something that's going to grow kind of dramatically, there's a relatively small base of those people out there. Helpdesk is there's a very large base and it's still expected to grow pretty dramatically. And when I see that, and when I look at some of the data that I've collected uh, in some help desk surveys that I've done, the the vibe that I get is that companies are recognizing that technology is the critical part to them. And instead of trying to outsource some of the more routine parts, they're actually interested in at least thinking about keeping some of those routine parts in-house to try to maximize the efficiency and to get the most out of it. Randall, I know you talk with a lot of people, uh, subject matter experts, when they're coming in and helping build the exams. I'm curious if you get that same vibe from them as they're talking about the, the way that help desk is being structured within their organization.
2: Yeah, to answer that question, I think... Uh, another kind of definition of um, what in-house means, right? It could mean different things. Uh, CompTIA, for example, we have a small um, IT department and that IT department has a help desk. Uh, We keep a lot of it in-house, but some stuff does get farmed out, though it's not like these are being, these are jobs are being offshored. You know, it's the first point of support is literally right in-house. And I think we're seeing that for large and small companies alike, there's a desire to have the ability to get something done to gain these efficiencies in-house because needing to go outside where systems aren't understood, where personnel isn't understood, where processes aren't understood, Uh, introduces uncertainty. It introduces slowness. It introduces inefficiencies. And companies don't like that. So uh, even if... uh, Here's an anecdote I like to use. I had a tech come to my house to fix something on my PC. It was a microphone issue um, because the microphone is inside the screen. The screen was taken off and replaced. Now, that was the front-level fix for me. That tech wasn't going to take the screen apart and fix it and reuse it for something. They were going to literally send it to Dell and Dell was going to fix it, but they were going to fix it in-house. So the idea of like what in-house means, I think now lives at the organization level. And we're seeing, um, I don't wanna say a move away from MSPs, but what we are seeing is a desire to have the help desk role. Be available to some extent in house in most organizations. Now, there may be an escalation where something gets moved along, but the subject matter experts I'm talking to all can name individuals in their organizations that are working in this tier one uh, before something gets moved up. So the demand for jobs is there, it's there, um, you know, onshore, whatever that means for that individual entity. And we're seeing that the demand continues to grow.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, even if we see a little bit of a movement towards bringing some technical expertise in-house, I don't think that means that uh, companies are moving away from third parties, you know, so you imagine all of the small companies out there, especially the ones that are, you know, uh, lawyers, accountants, dentists, uh, things like that where maybe they would bring in like a single person that could cover some of the really basic, you know, day-to-day stuff and keep things rolling. But then they're going to rely on an MSP or something like that for anything that might be, you know, tier two or or beyond that uh, and some of the network monitoring. So I think companies, in addition to bringing more in-house, are exploring more um, partnering models and and heterogeneous models for support uh, because the world has gotten so much more complex.
2: And it's expanded need, right? When there's more need there, as Amy said, there's more roles. And more roles might mean that now there is an an in-house person for a small uh, accounting firm of 10 people, but they still have an MSP they have to partner with because that one person basically can keep the systems running day to day, but there's other stuff that's going to come up.
0: Yeah, so... So thinking about those skills, you know, Amy, you are able to kind of see which skills across a lot of job postings are most in demand. I have some data that I, where we've surveyed companies and and asked them which skills do you think are most important. But I, I think there's always a little bit of a difference between what people might say and what they actually put out there, uh, and and what they need when the rubber meets the road. So like. What are some of the top ones that you feel like you see looking through the different job postings?
1: Well, definitely, I mean, in general, the tech support related skills. And then we see um, customer service, repair, um, operating systems, virtualization. And um, it it just crosses, it can cross all different roles too. I mean, tech the tech support position being the one of the most common, but also there's a lot of job postings for software developers, for example, that are that need tech support related type of skills. Um, and going back to um, what you brought up earlier, Randall with with remote work, I guess in house doesn't even necessarily mean physically in house yep. anymore either. That, that's another interesting point. Seeing the growth and the changes, especially late. Lately, I mean, there was always an increase in towards more remote work anyhow, and then it really, you know, accelerated in 2020 due due to, you know what? So, um, I mean, now we see that one in three of all IT job postings are for remote positions, at least partially remote, not necessarily all full-time remote. So, yeah, there's, yeah, growing demand all over the place for support.
0: Yeah, within those skills, Amy, it almost sounds like you're saying you don't see necessarily some skills dropping where, um, you know, I think endpoints is one that I want to talk with you about, Randall, where, you know, endpoint support has always been the very traditional part of the help desk or the the tech support job. Uh, And I think with BYOD a few years ago, there was the beginning of this notion that like, well, maybe the help desk won't be doing as much endpoint support. I think I'm seeing that they're doing just as much. And it sounds like what you're saying, Amy is, yeah, nothing is really dropping. It's just a lot of skills are getting added. So Randall, do you feel like that's kind of what you're seeing too? I mean, I guess if we start on on endpoints there, I know that was a question that you kind of came to us with when we were starting the process of uh, refreshing A plus here. Uh, and, and I think, like I said, I think the data shows that companies are still expecting a lot of endpoint support. Did you find that as well when you went through the process with a subject matter experts and some of the companies you talked to?
2: Absolutely, research, anecdotes, job listings, data—everything shows. Um, you know, these little devices that are stronger than um, than the 486DX computer I, I cut my teeth on years ago. Um, uh, I'm going to age myself there a little bit. Uh, It's, you know, not just how to physically fix that endpoint device. It is understanding what's on that endpoint device, um, mobile device management. It is the necessity to understand how to securely configure and set up devices, uh, image different devices, and troubleshoot as well. So there's a lot of endpoint, but the endpoint continues to... Uh, become more complex, even more complex in the sense, I mentioned thin clients earlier, right? An endpoint can be a portal or it can be a a final destination. And depending on which of those it is, as a tech, you need to understand what it means to interact with that endpoint. So not only have we seen endpoint uh, become like more important, it's become different. And that difference raises the complexity, which in turn raises the amount of what is needed to be known by this, you know, by this tier one tech. Um, I don't know when we're going to talk about A+, uh, but there's like a perfect segue, right? Uh, We see kind of what's grown and, and that gets included. And, you know, it's one of the things I see when managing the life cycles of these products is, There's stuff that gets taken off, right? Uh, Windows 7, no longer that important. Uh, Printers kind of has dropped off the end of the earth, though I'm sure I have one in the back server room over there that constantly uh, breaks. And, you know, I feel like I need to call help support for it all the time. But other stuff works its way on, and uh, we aren't seeing endpoint fall off. Mm -hmm
0: so moving moving beyond the endpoint then and and getting a little bit more towards the the back end i feel like the the evolution there has been into cloud support uh and and not that the help desk was ever doing super advanced network back office type of stuff and i still don't think they're doing super advanced cloud support and they're not migrating cloud systems and doing those things but i think they have to be aware, you know, is that is that right Amy are, are you seeing cloud feature quite a bit more even in these help desk positions?
1: Yeah, that it's one of the areas that has grown as well.
0: Do you see any the, secu- Amy- the
1: secu- security no, along no. along with that? Oh yeah, so, yeah,
0: so, yeah, I think we'll cover security even separately cuz I think that one has kind of popped up almost out of nowhere, but like with the cloud stuff, do you see any differentiation Amy like in the job postings between back end the infrastructure stuff versus uh the front end like supporting software applications or SaaS applications uh,
1: they both of need and i think um maybe a little bit more growth with that with the applications
2: mm.
0: and randall you feel like you're seeing the same thing
2: yeah it's uh I see just explosive growth across the board. Uh, it, it talk, it's about the base. It's about the um, denominator, right? We come from a significant base of need for... For IT support technicians. We don't come from the same significant uh, base of job postings for um, for cloud support. Whether depending on whatever level, SaaS application support, right? Uh, it, it's a much more specialized role. Therefore, it's going to be um, you know a further down the funnel, higher up the ladder, whatever metaphor you'd like to use. But what I do think I see is a, a convergence of the basics of cloud, knowing what cloud models are knowing when a, an application is a SaaS application or if it is a desktop application or if it's you know uh, some other type of program that's running, those things are now necessary requirements of the entry-level job. And as you get more uh, specified, as you become more specialized, those become jobs themselves. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I think that we are seeing for, for these different fields within IT, you know, and we structure it all the time around the framework. We talk about the framework so much. And uh, the help desk used to be seen as this path into infrastructure. And, and infrastructure was the predominant way of thinking about IT. Now, I think when people are thinking about IT, they're thinking about infrastructure, software development, and then these newer fields of cybersecurity and data And I'm actually a little surprised to see how many companies say that they are working to promote their help desk technicians into careers in any of these fields. Uh, So they still go into infrastructure a lot. That's a very natural path, but they could just as easily go into software development. You know, if they if they come in with maybe a little bit of extra scripting knowledge and then they just build on that, they could go down a software development path. They could obviously focus on cybersecurity, you know, or data uh, and become a database administrator or a, or a data analyst. I think cybersecurity is the, the last skill that I want to talk about before we jump into some of the specifics around A plus kind of save the best for last year. You know, Amy, you mentioned cybersecurity as kind of standing out. I think to me, the endpoint stuff has always been there and it's evolving. The backend stuff has always been there and it's evolving. Cybersecurity. Maybe it was there a little bit, but it's there in a very big way now. And I I see that as kind of the biggest difference in in the core function of the help desk that companies are looking for. Is that what you're seeing too, Amy?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, another data source for anyone that wants to get more into the the data and the numbers is Cyberseek. And that that lays out all the different career pathways too that can lead up into cybersecurity, starting off from either networkers or um, tech support. But yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, the, the, the job postings for cybersecurity, too, that's another area where it's just been explosive growth. Um, and right now, it's, it's over 750,000 job postings the last 12 months for cybersecurity-related positions. That includes cybersecurity skills, um, the specific cybersecurity analyst role which it's another one. It's one of the largest occupations growing over the next 10 years too. And especially, you know, again, since 2020 and the advancement of uh, remote work and everything going on, it's just projected to keep on growing.
2: Yes. Oh. Seth, Go, you ahead, have a... Go, Go ahead. ahead. Yeah, um, When I look at what you mentioned specifically, companies uh, cultivating, their employees into these different paths. I, th- I think about a metaphor of a tree. Uh, if the uh, you know if if the A plus skill set, uh, let's just call it that, is the the trunk or the roots, uh, and then there's growth and offshoots. Um, and it goes into data. It goes into cyber. It goes into all these different areas. Those are all part of that skill set to be able to work at the, the help desk, you know, to be that IT support specialist, to be that entry level. I also think right now is a fantastic time to get into one of these roles, to be one of these individuals. Uh, as you mentioned, Seth, companies are promoting from within. And this is something that was accelerated by COVID. This isn't a trend that was started by COVID. But if you look at the slack in the economy from a macroeconomic standpoint, you can see that there was a kind of a jobs gap and an additional demand for uh, for IT workers before COVID hit. COVID hits, uh, that becomes accelerated. And right now what you have across the board, call it the great resignation, great reset, uh, renegotiation, whatever, you know, great R word you want to use, um, the... Fact is that labor has a significant a significant amount of um, say in a way that they haven't had, perhaps um, you know since we saw in the early early twentieth century, and that means that companies see their workers as valuable. They invest in their workers, and they understand to keep good workers, they need to invest in them and find those branches to specialize. So it's so important if a worker wants to get into, you know, the field and grow, one of the ways is proving they have that skill set, and then saying, okay, I now have this skill set, I can branch out in any of those directions. I think, Seth, you really um, said it properly, when you're kind of framing it in that metaphorical way.
0: Yeah, and I think the other thing that we're seeing, especially with cybersecurity, and now maybe beginning to see this with data, is companies don't necessarily have a lot of structure around what an entry-level job in those fields looks like. They've typically promoted into those fields from the infrastructure team or from the software development team. So I think as we move over time, there will be entry-level jobs in those fields. And there probably are today. I think the trick, though, is that those entry level jobs still kind of require a decent amount of knowledge. And that's not to say that you absolutely have to have a four year degree or anything like that. Uh, but an entry level job in cybersecurity is probably going to require a little bit more expertise, knowledge, you know, whatever it is, than just getting into help desk. And so depending on exactly where a candidate is, uh, or a career changer. Coming into the help desk and then growing skills as you're working for that company might be advantageous to both the individual and the company, uh, and so that's something that we're really interested to watch over the next few years. Uh, but but I think we've gotten to the point now where we've we've done all the groundwork, we've laid the foundation, and Randall, now we can talk about A plus and what what are the specific parts of the you know the new A plus and what makes it uniquely qualified to help people get into these roles that we've been talking about?
2: Uh, So for getting into the roles, and um, I'll just, I'll shill for CompTIA here for a second, right? Uh, I I go to Amy and I say, can you get in a burning glass and can you please look at what certifications are required for entry-level tech support? And um, she'll send me a list and this list will have uh, at the top, it'll say driver's license. Like, that's the thing that they require the most. Um, <laughs> it comes, it's okay. So you need to be able to drive. Interesting. Um, and then the second thing is A plus. And after that, it's maybe security plus is in there somewhere. And, and it, it's like, you know, 20,000 driver's license, 18,000 A plus, eh, like, 500 anything else. Um, Mm. It's just so pronounced that the skills that one needs to get these jobs are what's covered in A+. Uh, There's just, you know, it's the industry standard. It is for a reason. It's been around. And it's not that it's just been around and is proven. Uh, It's trusted by employers because we continually refresh it, because we add the tech in that is now required, all the tech we've been talking about. Um, And I think the big stories are that move to hybrid right? Which means we're including durable skills. Um, The couple other really important stories are IoT and what it means to understand tech support in an IoT world when something specialized and needs to be handed off, when it should be, uh, you know, troubleshooted by the individual, you know, kind of on-premise. And then thirdly, what we're seeing is kind of, um, you know, a move to scripting, and that doesn't mean that there's going to be uh, a plus text doing leak code, right? But it does mean that you understand what a loop is, and understand that uh, if you are going to hit Windows R on your computer and uh, you know run one of those kind of backend um, end programs, that there are ways to automate, there are ways to script, and to be aware of knowing when to change that, knowing if not to change that, knowing when to run something up the chain. Uh, So, you know, we might think, oh, help desk, ticket, fix something, ticket, fix something, ticket, send it up to tier two. It's so much more than that. Uh, And it's really about having the knowledge and skills of understanding whatever could be going wrong and knowing when to fix it and when it needs to be fixed by someone else. Uh, And because of that breadth and complexity and scope, that means the A-plus individual has kind of all those uh, foundational knowledge bases to, as you said, Seth, kind of move up the the ladder later on. So from a high level with the A-plus refresh, with the 1100 series, we see in the core one and core two that those skills are the ones that are being uh, that are coming in and being emphasized. Um, at the same time, you know, stuff falls off. Like I mentioned, um, with security being front and center, uh, we talk about zero trust architecture and the importance of that. But we do see things like printers becoming less and less significant. I think I've said this in a couple other uh, webinars. Printers used to be a thirteen percent domain in one of the exams. Printers are now two objectives within a domain that is something like 15%. Uh, We used to see that um, there would be a need for individuals to specifically troubleshoot, uh, you know, uh, large screens, um, it's something that just gets sent sent off now, a projectors, something that, you know, is not as important anymore. It's still there a little bit, but uh, they've become so specialized that we're seeing, you know, it, not as important. Uh, but OS and imaging, super important. Um, Mac OS, Google OS, Windows 10, Windows 11, um, you know, L- Linux in there, really the kind of forefront of the tech that is being used on a daily basis, that's what you're gonna see in there. And the other stuff that isn't being used, dropping off. Hmm.
0: Well, that's probably a pretty good place to land the conversation here. I mean, I think that description really demonstrates how complex the world has gotten and how things are evolving. You know, And we say so much that the people that take A plus and the people that go into help desk, they're the problem solvers because companies still have lots of problems. As long as we've been using technology the use of that technology, like you said before, Randall, is getting more complex and more intricate, and that is surfacing more problems, and that's why companies need these people to help solve the problems. Uh, so I, I think that this has been a great discussion. I think this has really you know, framed up the world of the help desk and the way that A-plus is addressing the needs that companies have today. Uh, I think we'll include quite a few links in the show notes uh, to some of the things that Amy has mentioned, uh, to some content that we've got around uh, this discussion and, and Randall probably directly to some of the, uh, the certification parts of CompTIA's website. So, um, thanks very much to both of you for joining. Um, thanks as always to Andrew McMillan, our producer, and, uh, once again, best wishes to Carolyn for a speedy recovery. So hope you all have a good weekend. See you next time.